Hello, my friends. Welcome. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. You are listening to episode number 90. Oh no, not boredom. Perfectly fitting 100% for today's episode. And here's why. Before we go too far, I want to say Happy New Year to all of you near and dear to my heart. And for those that are new to the show, I'd like to send you a great big huge welcome. And for those that have been listening all along or if you picked this up along the way, thank you for coming back. Um, Picked the topic boredom because over the last week, I've been sick in bed. And that means I've been in my head. And I'm sure there are many of you listening to this that can completely agree to where I'm going to go with today's podcast. You see, we're coming off a Christmas break, right? And for those that are in Ontario and you're listening to this pretty live, which is uh, January 9th, 2022, I want to say that we are back in lockdown again. And... That means boredom for a lot of people. Even the duration of Christmas break, if you're a teacher or if you're a student, or even if you've taken some holidays this time of year, you know, we have something to look forward to when it comes to the holiday season. Time with loved ones, a different structure, different routine, whatever all of that looks like. But once all of that is said and done, or when there's downtime and we're not rushing around, hustling and bustling, Guess what happens? Boredom sets in. We hear it from our kids. We hear it from our spouse. We hear it from our friends. I've been saying it, especially because I've been in and out of my own head over the last week. And you know me by now. And for those that are new, you're going to learn this about me. I am probably one of the most real, authentic, and transparent podcasters you will ever, ever come across. Um, so with me sharing today's post about boredom, I really want you to take away what works for you, what fits for you, because at the end of the day, boredom is an emotion. Boredom is the feeling that we get when there is nothing interesting or engaging for us to do. Think about that for a minute. When was the last time you had nothing interesting or engaging for you to do. Now, I'm, I'm a 47-year-old mom, grandma, wife, daughter, mother, daughter, friend. I think I said daughter twice. Sister. I wear about 10 different hats. The fact that I can even mutter the words boredom is huge. There's lots for me to do. There's lots of interesting and engaging things to do in or out of lockdown. But I still experience boredom. I let myself get bored when I was sick. And yes, there's not much you can do when you physically can't move and you're in and out of bed and you maybe move from bed to the couch and you're just not feeling it, right? You you don't want to be creative. You don't want to think. You don't want to do anything because you just lack the energy. Most of us will have experienced boredom at some point in our lives. Usually, it is explained away as a lack of imagination, motivation, or organization, but not always. Not always. Sometimes, 
we don't even think twice about the fact that we're bored. Let me go over uh, a scenario with you here. So sitting in a class where the teacher is drowning on a topic you don't care about, you might find yourself daydreaming or staring at a clock that doesn't seem to be moving. I know some of you are nodding your head. I can see it. You know, maybe you're waiting for a delayed flight to take off at the airport. You know, you may search in vain for something to distract you. How many times have you been at the doctor's office just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there? Now you're two feet apart. Don't even want to talk to your neighbor because you're uncertain of what might be caught floating around the air with with the different viruses going on. Um, So, yeah. You are looking for a distraction. Boredom can be unpleasant and problematic. It can make you angry, frustrated. It can also influence your behavior in negative ways. Drug abuse, gambling, and overeating. So today we're going to go in a little bit deeper when we talk about boredom. I would like to suggest that you listen to today's podcast with an open mind. Because if you're listening to this, you're into personal development. You're looking for growth. You're looking for something a little bit more. More than your day-to-day. More ideas, more creativity. There's going to be something in here that's going to trigger an aha moment. I'm sure of it. Because here's the thing. When properly channeled, boredom can be a powerful tool to motivate ourselves to achieve our goals. It really, really can. I've worked with many of my clients who don't realize that they are overeating out of boredom. They simply don't realize that boredom is an emotion. Boredom can prompt people to move in and out of tedious routines. It can instigate new thinking and encourage you to try new things. So those of you who have the patience to stay with the feeling of boredom in the imagination and the confidence to try out new ideas, you are likely going to get something very creative out of today or out of the next time you experience boredom. And that's exactly what we're here to do. Because here's the thing, my friends, our natural curiosity together with a desire for purpose and occupation has led us in the past to discover new tools develop different skills, and create new technologies. We see this in everything that we do in our day. We see the new technologies such as our phones, our our computers, our lights, TVs, even the way, let's talk about TVs, even the way the TVs have gotten smaller in terms of thickness. So they're much more thin now. They're a lot more streamlined. They're easier to use. Anybody can set them up. You know, they're a lot less convoluted. And all of this stemmed from creativity. So there are benefits to boredom. We're just not used to it. So in our day-to-day lives, allowing ourselves to be bored and not immediately searching for a solution is actually linked to increased mindfulness and improved creativity. It can motivate us to reassess things like our career goals and our priorities. Now, that's exactly what I've been doing um, over the last week when I was conscious enough to come to. Um, And it's not 
you know, not me, you know, and here I talk about myself. I, I do use some of my own personal examples in these podcasts, but I intertwine my clients' scenarios as well. I just know that my clients listen to this. So, but some of my clients are teenagers. Some of my clients are seniors. Some of my clients, the typical 40-something-year-old that is looking for so much more. They're bored. They're bored out of their day-to-day life. They're restless. They don't know what to do. They don't know what their hobbies are. They are just stuck in the same thing, day in, day out. So, settle in. Let's get comfortable. And let me ask you, why do we get bored? Boredom can be caused by a number of factors. But the most common is being stuck in a repetitive, monotonous experience. Think about that. How often have you been doing the same thing over and over and over again? Going to the same job, getting up in the morning, doing the same routine, getting dressed, going to the same drive, going to the same job, doing the same thing for eight hours a day, coming home, doing the same thing at night, and doing the exact same thing the next day, the next day, the next day. You know, we can notice this trend almost anywhere we go. The tedious tasks at work and studying right through to waiting in line at the supermarket, right? We can take these theories and see them in practice in our day-to-day life. Our brains don't respond well to experiences that are predictable, especially those experiences that are too predictable. And this is the lack of stimulation, which can trigger a negative reaction. Here's where it comes from. Civilization, civilization, sorry, over the course of the years has changed so very much. It's developed. We've been presented with more and more opportunities to be bored. Our ancestors, you know, they were largely focused on survival. We even recently, as a few hundred years ago, essential tasks that we now take for granted would have taken them hours from cooking a dinner to washing dishes to not even having dishes. Our minds now have to work harder to occupy that time. We won't even think about it half the time, do we? No. You know, if we don't have dinner, we make a phone call and order dinner. Or we will whip something together very quick. It can take minutes versus hours. We're no longer hunting and gathering. Because of that, our attention span has is closely linked to boredom. If we're not giving our attention to what we're doing, then we're more likely going to get bored by it. If we don't get stimulated by what we're doing, we're going to get bored by it. So as I mentioned, and I know I'm not the only one after um, speaking with a bunch of my coaching clients over the last couple of weeks, you know, boredom is at its peak and it's getting higher and higher because of the restrictions with what we can and can't do. You know, in Ontario, we're completely in lockdown, which means um, not completely. We're in something called phase two. And what that means right now in today's snapshot of today's day and time, what that means is gyms are shut down, any social gatherings are shut down, restaurants are shut down, 
You can only do takeout. You're pretty much restricted to being at home. You can still go out and shop for essentials, but people aren't really doing that as much. Most people are at home these days just because of the restrictions um, and the virus, um, the risk of the virus getting people and getting sick, which means the attention span is getting shorter and shorter because we've been in this situation, in and out of this situation for about a year and a half now. So we all don't experience boredom the exact same way. Some of us have a greater need for external stimulation and excitement than others. Therefore, some of us are more inclined to suffer from boredom than our introverted counterparts. So we all know those people that are completely content, staying at home, doing their own thing, you know, reading, talking to friends, cooking, cleaning, or just watching TV. Everybody is so different. But we can't take for granted the fact that everybody is so different and that it's going to affect us completely differently. Because boredom singles, what you're doing right now seems to be lacking purpose. As soon as you offer clients, friends, people an alternative behavior that might give them a sense of purpose, they're more eager to engage. It's because we all need a sense of purpose. It doesn't matter who we are. We all want to know that we're needed and that we're wanted and that we've got something to provide. This sense of purpose, this engagement can either result in negative or positive behavior. Either or, right? Either or. And this is where connecting um, with a life coach like myself, and I'm doing a little shameless plug here, but this is where connecting with a life coach can come in handy. The right coach will probe the right questions to help you think differently. And those thoughts will lead you to take inspired action, whatever that might be. So I had a great chat this afternoon with a client and we went over, and this was just an impromptu, so it wasn't a coaching session, it was just an impromptu coaching call, and we talked about different areas and different goals. And there were six, seven different topics that we talked about. And there's more, but these are some of the things I just want you to think about. Sophia, I'm just grabbing my paper here and going over it. But if you have a second, just write these down or screenshot this and come back to it. But when it comes to boredom, when it comes to thinking differently, when it comes to having a greater attention span, when it comes to being the best version of yourself, or really, as I mentioned, having that sense of purpose. Having that sense of purpose means you're more eager to engage, right? So think about some core areas, and this is actually perfectly fitting the beginning of the year. And I know there are so many different packages and programs and plans for everybody out there. And I'm not even going to go into mine right now, but I want you to think about goal mapping. And don't even think of it as goal mapping. Think of it as some creative questions to ask yourself. What are your money goals? Business goals? Health goals? Relationship or family goals? Consider these your home base goals. Fun recreation goals? Spiritual or personal development goals? And your other source of income goals? 
those seven areas and call them what you will. Sit down and explore what those mean to you. Just think about them. Just write those seven topics down and I'm going to say them again. Money goals, business goals, health goals, relationship, family, home base goals. Those are all one. Fun recreation goals, spiritual, personal development goals, other sources of income. Now that was one um, we talked about, but other sources of income, you can add that one or add that to your money goals if you want or your business goals. It can be part and parcel or it can be completely separate. And these are some of the areas I would like for you to just kind of write down some ideas. And this is what happens when you have a conversation with a coach that's going to help you think differently because this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of putting your thoughts, helping you think differently so you can put those thoughts on paper so you have some action, inspired action to take. And I want to stop right there and just say, you know, the right coach, as I mentioned, is going to probe you with these questions, with other questions. They're going to help you think differently. The intention, though, is to do what we just talked about. It's for you, my friend. It's for you to take inspired action, whatever that action might be. And let's think for a moment. Your list is going to be different than my list. It's going to be different than everybody's list. But maybe you have two or three items on your your health goal. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to eat for energy. Maybe you want to cook more. Whatever that is, and I just picked one of those seven goals, and I just gave you a couple of examples, but now you've got some ideas that you can think differently around those ideas to help give you inspiration to help you come up with daily action. I'm not going to take too much time to go into this exercise. I can certainly work with you. I'm going to have all of my information in the notes section of today's podcast, but I want you to just sit with that for a minute. I really do. And let's think for a moment. Before smartphones, TVs, computers, tablets, boredom was a natural part of life. Everyone experienced it. Sometimes we had to learn how to amuse ourselves if we didn't want to experience it. Right? We really had to think twice about, oh my gosh, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And then eventually we would hop on the phone with a girlfriend. We would pick up a magazine. We would read a book, put some music on. We don't do that as much anymore. Maybe we're sick of that. I don't know. Um, Everybody's different. Your story is different than my story. But here's the thing. It's not going away. Boredom, if you're feeling boredom, at all, you need to think differently. Our attention spans are getting shorter because of how much technology we use and our ability to tolerate boredom is getting lower and lower and lower. Do me a favor. Think of your primitive brain like a dopamine chunky. It will do anything for a hit. So it's always good to choose things that deliver instant dopamine, like Candy Crush on Instagram, right? Over the discomfort that comes with feeling bored. And while boredom itself isn't a problem, it's not. Our efforts to escape boredom can be problematic. 
We could drink more. We could do things that harm us. These problems usually drive us to seek quick hits of dopamine over some of the long-term benefits of boredom. But here's the thing. This right here is the caveat. Boredom is not only harmful, but it can actually be helpful. On the other side of boredom is creativity, true relaxation, learning, and growth. In fact, everything that we can create is on the other side of boredom. I'm excited to share this part with you. You know, I started off kind of heavy and I went, jumped right in and I believe this is a most fitting topic for this time of year, especially right now in society. So let's get into the fun part. In order to think deeply and reflect, let your mind wander and access your creativity. You have to be willing to spend some time where you're not distracting yourself with external stimulation. When you're not staring at your screen and directing yourself with different stimuli, how easy is it to grab your phone every five minutes, right? I remember when I was a child, literally laying there on the grass and staring at the clouds and watching the different shapes and sizes as they pass by, literally daydreaming. I don't even remember what those daydreams are about. It doesn't matter what they were about. I didn't have the distraction of something constantly in my face with more and more information being thrown at me. I let my thoughts wander. I'm sure that same holds true for you too. Because here's the thing, my friends. Beyond boredom, you will come up with new insights. You will have new ideas, brainstorm projects, gain insight, and learn so much more about yourself. Beyond boredom, you will get to know your own mind and body, but only if you are willing to let your mind wander. And in order to do so, you have to choose to experience some discomfort. This is not going to be easy. Not whatsoever. Because it is uncomfortable. And we tend to avoid things that are uncomfortable. How does that saying go? Um, oh, oh my goodness, I'm gapping. Must be my uh, my head here. Um, you know, you don't grow in your comfort zone. You never ever grow in your comfort zone. So why is boredom uncomfortable? Because we're afraid of what we will think and feel if we allow ourselves to experience it. We're afraid. We will think mean things about ourselves or experience different emotions that we've been resisting if we stop distracting ourselves from our own experience. I'm going to say that sentence again. It is pivotal. We are afraid we will think mean things about ourselves or experience difficult emotions that we've been resisting if we stop distracting ourselves from our own experience. But here's the thing, your thoughts are harmless if you are not acting on them. They're just sentences in your mind. That's it. You know, you can learn to observe and detach from them. But if you don't ever stop and allow yourself to be alone with them, you can't learn or practice the skill. 
You need to let yourself get bored. You need to let yourself get bored. You need to let yourself fall into the hodrum of sadness or depression. And I'm not saying go and get depressed, but bored to the point where you're restless. Let's go there instead. That's a little bit safer because I don't want anybody to get depressed or sad. Um, but those are feelings, again, with thoughts that we are afraid to go to. You can have feelings of sadness. You can have feelings of boredom. You can have feelings of depression. That's all natural. It's what you do with that information. I think of allowing boredom like allowing a negative emotion. We go to extreme lengths to avoid it. We do. It's not comfortable. We don't like to do things that aren't comfortable. You know, we're aiming for positive and free and fulfilling and fun, but life is an 100% like that. So how do you navigate through those dark days? How do you navigate through the quiet times? What are some of your strategies? If you allow yourself to relax and just experience it, it usually passes in a few moments, a few days, a few weeks. Think of it as a dark cloud that it's on its way to another destination and it is passing by. And I said a few weeks and a few um, days because, again, if you're sick and you can't really do anything and you can't even read because your mind can't comprehend anything and you're laying in bed and you can't even focus on the TV and you just close your eyes, yeah, that's going to last more than a few minutes. And in today's society, it might last a few months. That is okay. I'm going to tell you the magic right here in this sentence. You are exactly where you need to be right now. In this moment in time, right now, you are exactly where you need to be. 100%. It will pass and you are exactly where you need to be. So are you ready to get bored? Ha! I promise you it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. You're not going to know what to do and you're going to have the urge, a strong urge to distract yourself. You'll want to reach for your phone or the remote or a laptop or call a friend, but let the urge arise and let it pass. Stay where you are. Stare at the window. Let your mind wander. Let your brain do some thinking. And if it starts criticizing you, gently redirect it by asking yourself some interesting questions. Go back to those seven questions we just talked about. Go back to them. Call a coach. Set up a time for us to chat. Create some mental space for yourself to be bored. And then let those thoughts pass through to the other side. Boredom's not going to kill you. And it may open the path to some amazing inner growth. Here's the thing. You're going to experience boredom in your life one way or another. It's not a feeling that's going to escape you. It doesn't matter who you are. We've been bored at work. We've been bored at home. We've been bored in relationships. We've been bored on our own. It's up to you to learn how to deal with boredom. Boredom is tricky because boredom can lead to sadness and depression. I do encourage you to let me know what strategies you're going to implement 
what you're learning, which questions you want to answer yourself, and what has come up with some of these, or sorry, what you've come up with some of these ideas. I can share with you some strategies that came up from the conversation today. Um, definitely, you know, eating for fuel, more energy, cooking more. So we brainstormed some books, some different cookbooks to look at. We went over um, how eating for fuel could make a difference when it came to those health goals and how those health goals rolled into some other fun and recreational goals. And together, we're going to work on different like individual and collaborative strategies, not to prevent boredom, but to fill our days up, not exclusively where there's no room to breathe, but to allow space. Space like on the road when cars are driving safely and you're passing space. Consider that space boredom. And that boredom gives you the space to navigate and to breathe. We're just going to call it something different in the future. I promise you, boredom's not going to kill you. And it's going to open up the path to some amazing growth. My friends, thanks again for chiming in and for giving me some of your time. I would love to go over these seven questions with you on a one-on-one basis. Go ahead and book your time with me. The link to my calendar is on my link tree, which is included in today's podcast. And I hope you've taken as much out of this podcast as I took in putting it together. Because having the purpose, the engagement, the enlightenment definitely helped get me out of my state of boredom. Have a great day.